Welcome to the High Road to Leadership. I'm your host, Beverly Lewis, and today I'm solo and I want to talk to you about the subject of the power in a purposeful pause. When was the last time that you took time to really think, to really rest, to really reset, to realign and find the energy refreshed, renewed, and rejuvenated. I am in that place right now, and I wanted to just share with you why I'm taking a purposeful pause, and this is kind of a new thing for me. I try to do it at the end of every year, you know, and and, and as we launch into January, I You've heard me teach on that, you know, the time to vision, to uh, find your provision, <laughs> the professional vision for where you're going, the energy to that pulls you into the future so that you're not always feeling like you're um, pushing a train to try to get things moving. But here's the thing. I know I was raised in in a culture, in a family culture, and, and it's my heritage to value a strong work ethic. And I always have. I grew up believing that you need to earn your own way, that you get up, you get your work done every day, you don't complain, you show up early, you stay late to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And what that creates is a mindset where working a lot, even almost all the time, carries with it a badge of honor. And you're not supposed to take sick days, you know, mental health days. What's that? It's like you just go, go, go. And I confess that that has been the way that I've pretty much operated. I've I've joked about it and said that uh the challenge for me of being my own boss is that workaholic tendencies tend to set in. And I've had to learn to discipline myself to rest. There's rests in music. There's pauses. Otherwise, it's just constant barrage of information and, and noise. It becomes noise instead of just sound. So now I realize how self-destructive that attitude can be of work all the time. Life is far too short to spend all of it working, even if you love what you do. Taking time to recenter, taking time for yourself to protect your energy, creating boundaries of things that are constantly placing demands on you, this is okay. And and this is something that I wish I had learned a little earlier. And so that's why I'm talking about this now, because I could have just, I am going to take a, a short break, uh, probably two months from podcasting before I launch season three. I could have just done that without doing this session, this episode on the purposeful pause. But I wanted to... M- I wanted for this to be a learning opportunity for us together because I've really studied how hard it has been for me to put things down, for me to clear my schedule 
and allow, and I'm not clearing my schedule for two months. I'm allowing myself one month for a pretty much cleared schedule, not entirely, but pretty much taking a lot of the presentations and the travel out of my out of my itinerary and allowed myself to settle into a new season in my life, which is has turned out to be really exciting. And and I, I find it interesting too that palliative nurses report that they don't hear people on their deathbed saying, I wish I had worked more. And yet we do that. In a Forbes article that's titled, Do We Need More Time Off to Be On at Work? There are some very interesting studies cited. And I find this interesting that as I've traveled over the last decades all over the world, I tend to meet a lot of Brits. And it's I love how they say, I'm on holiday. (laughs) There seems to be more holidays for Europeans than than Americans allow themselves. So I, I did some research on it, and it's actually true. Americans are legally entitled to zero paid days off. Now, obviously, some employers offer paid vacations as part of their benefit packages, where you will find it interesting to note that most Americans don't use all of their paid vacation days, whereas in Europe, the European Union mandates its citizens to have at least 20 paid vacation days per year, and some nations have upped that to 30, along with 13 paid holidays. This is according to a Center for Economic Research report. Now, again, Americans it's much less than that. So in theory, all that all the work that Americans do when they're not enjoying those vacations makes us a more productive nation, right? Or are we simply working more and being less productive? Ooh. Now, pr- the research shows that some vacation benefits productivity. To dig into these questions, it's important to begin with the fact that, that according to a four-year study of Boston Consulting Group by Harvard Business and reported in Harvard Business Review, workers who normally put in more than 50 hours per week believed their performance was tied to being always on, but they saw the most significant positive benefits when they were forced to take time off of work. In another study done by the Families and Work Institute, they found that not only do workers with paid vacation time have higher job satisfaction, they are less likely to leave their jobs than those without paid vacation. So they proved that the amount of time away also matters. Both workers' satisfaction and likelihood to stay in their job rose significantly when their vacation lasted 13 days or more. Human resource professionals, known as HR, 
They agree. In a 2013 study by the Society of Human Resource Management and the U.S. Travel Association, 94% of HR professionals think that taking vacation is either extremely or very important for job performance. 90% of them say vacation is extremely or very important for productivity. So, all this to say, the studies show that fewer hours worked doesn't necessarily mean less productivity or less competitiveness. Something to think about, the purposeful pause. I, I read a statement by Adam Grant, the author, that says progress isn't always about getting better. Sometimes it's about bouncing back. Success is not only the peaks you reach, it's the valleys you conquer. Every experience of enduring adversity and overcoming obstacles is a meaningful accomplishment. Resilience is a form of growth. Now, why do I say this? Well, because this is personal for me. Part of this purposeful pause in my life is a celebration of overcoming a period of extreme adversity. Now, I say extreme, you know, some, I, I, you might think that's relative. I have not been through cancer. I didn't almost die. So that might qualify it qualify it as not extreme for some people, even though I have walked through the cancer battle with a loved one very recently. But the, you know, most of you have heard the tale of the obstacle that I've been through in the last year when we lost our home to a flood and didn't have a place to live. And my husband and I lived apart for almost a year while he was building another house, and I was staying with friends and family and just moving all over the place, trying not to wear out my welcome and uh, having my stuff in four places. It's been, it's been a challenge. But the great news is we have now moved into a new home that we just built, and we're together again after a, a long, you know, a long road. And why do I share that with you? Because I'm celebrating the victory of overcoming obstacles. Culturally, we tend to celebrate the accomplishments of winning. And yes, I li- I've enjoyed moments on the stage and recognition, and I love the, the raises and the rewards and all of those things that we traditionally take time to celebrate. You know, we pop the cork at things when we get, when we have that, those victory moments. But what about when we've simply gotten to the top of the mountain because we crawled out of a very deep valley? Those moments take, deserve celebration. And I think taking the time to savor the victory and celebrate yourself and the newfound resilience is paramount to moving forward in a healthy way. I hope that in explaining what I've come to understand about a purposeful pause makes sense for you and that you find a place to apply these things in your life. Because 
One of the biggest lessons I've learned along the road is your do is not your who. We tend to base our identity on our performance. At least I've often done that. And when our performance is down, then we begin to sink and think that we are our value is down. But that is not the reality. Our do is not our who. So one of the things that I'm doing during this purposeful pause is strengthening my heart. You know that I believe that the heart is the the seat, the most important place that we make decisions from, that we run our businesses from, that we run our personal lives from, that we love our families from, the heart. So learning to strengthen your own heart is another part of the purposeful pause. And here's four things that I'm doing during this period to strengthen my heart. And the first one is to revisit my why. When was the last time you revisited your why? Since motivation is rooted in your vision for the future, sometimes you have to stop and remind yourself of your reasons. Stay connected with your purpose. When it comes to what you're working to achieve, any cost is too high without a reason why. So taking the time to vividly imagine the positive results of staying connected with your purpose and seeing that what you are doing and contributing matters, that's key. So that's the number one thing is revisiting and reconnecting with your why. Number two is checking your physical energy supply and stopping the leaks. I know that when we're under a lot of stress, we need to take care of ourselves then more so than at any other time. And yet, for some crazy reason, it becomes harder. I've found that when my schedule is off kilter, when I was traveling all the time, when I was not in a regular place with my regular habits, I found that, you know, taking my vitamins regularly, getting enough sleep, eating correctly, it was hard. And those things are really important. Americans tend to self-medicate. It might be food, caffeine, medications, alcohol, It can be a lot of things. Overwork. We can medicate with workaholic, is it? Workaholic, I can't say the word. You know, workaholism. I think that's it. All right. Number three out of the things to do to strengthen your heart. Affirm the strength and qualities of someone else. I love this because taking the focus off of ourselves, even as we rest, taking the time to write those thank you notes, taking the time to express gratitude to other people. Wow. It's so, it's so um, invigorating. It really is to them and to you. It's a beautiful cycle of positive energy. And there's an amazing natural law that says when you give away what you need, it comes back to you. I think that's fascinating. When you give away encouragement, it comes back to you. When you give away gratitude, it comes back to your own heart. And number four, 
which is last but not by any means least, is I have to let you in on what I refer to as my visible advantage. No, I'm sorry. It's my invisible advantage. It's, a, it's very visible to me. I seize and apply the truth from the book of Jude that says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love. And if you don't know what that's all about, you're missing out on a secret weapon for overcoming anything that comes against you. I'm happy to show you my shield of faith. Yes, it's got lots of dings and dents. It's well worn, but it's it's a beautiful thing. And it is the antidote when discouragement and just tiredness want to take over. As I take this purposeful pause from the high road to leadership, gosh, I'm tempted to go back over the incredible guests that have been uh, a beautiful part of the journey of the first two seasons of this podcast. But if I start mentioning names, I'll need to mention them all because every single episode, a guest that I interviewed a guest, they brought Oh my goodness, so many gold nuggets. They contributed so much riches. I know to you and certainly to me. And I'm so excited about season three when we continue that, where my goal is to help you find the tips, the insights, the revelation, the experienced wisdom of those who are on the journey with us so that we can all strengthen our hearts together and be stronger for the path ahead. As we take this break, I do want to encourage you to listen to my free gift to you, which is the audio version of my book, which is called Win From Within, The Heart of Success and Significance. It's a labor of love. I recorded the audio. It is not available on Kindle uh, or I'm sorry, on audiobooks on Amazon. It's only available as my free gift to you by going to beverlyspeaks.com forward slash free book. That's easy. My website with the forward slash free book will give you access to the recording of my book. And I know that you will be strengthened in your heart as you listen. I'm really excited to get back with you for season three, and I can't thank you enough for being part of the journey up to now. I don't know when your purposeful pause will be. It might not be for another six months. It might not be. I don't know. It's up to you when you take it, but I do hope that you will weigh the the value of what I've shared with you today and see if that works into your life, how it applies to you. And in the meantime, As I take this break, I want to assure you that the best is yet to come. So I'll see you back for season three. Thanks for listening.